Yeah, it's, you'll love it back there, buddy. It'll be fine. I love it. Good to see all of you today. My, my, what a good crowd. Thank you for coming. Look at Psalm 55, if you will, please. That song, Steve, so well introduces the message on what to do with your burdens. Psalm 55, verse 22, if you will, please. Psalm 55, verse 22. I know what some of you are thinking, you visitors. Here's what's on your mind. How long does this fellow preach? That's what you're thinking. That's all we got on your mind. How long is he going to preach? I don't preach very long. If you've got a pot roast in the oven, it will not burn. I don't preach a long time, so just relax about that. But look at Psalm 55, one verse, verse 22. Cast thy burden upon the Lord, and he shall sustain thee. He shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. What to do with your burdens? Pray with me, please. Dear Lord, thank you for the good crowd here and all that has happened. The wonderful singing, the fellowship together, the baptismal service, everything. You're so kind just to let us be here today. And now, Holy Spirit, would you be our preacher? Would you share with us wonderful words of life? Meet every need in every life of those standing before me. And dear Lord, I praise you for all you do. For asking in your name and with thanksgiving. Amen. God bless you. Be seated. This text presupposes that everybody has burdens. That's understood. Amen. The Bible says in Job 5, 7, man is born into trouble. Everybody in here has trouble of some kind or other. Now the reason it's called burdens is because they're heavy. Now some are more weighty than others. They come in all shapes, sizes, and forms. Amen. Your troubles, your fears, your doubts, your worries, they come in all shapes, sizes, and forms. The burdens, the weight of them, some are not so heavy, some are heavy, and then some are very heavy. They can crush you. They can destroy you. They can keep you from being a joyful Christian. And if you're not saved, they can keep you from ever finding the Lord Jesus because you let that stand in your way of coming to Him. But here's, here's the thing before you. What are you going to do with them? What are you going to do with your burdens? You can try to manage them yourself or you can bring them to the Lord Jesus Christ, Amen. the burden bearer. Let's look at three simple things. First of all, the reluctance in that. Some people hesitate about that and they think, well, I can handle this myself. I'm not going to do this church thing. I'm not going to get involved in religion. I'm not going to talk about Jesus. I'm going to handle my own life, do my own thing. I'll bear my own burdens. Well, you can try that, but it could destroy your life. It very well could. Uh, so many have tried already uh, the religion thing and other things. And it just didn't work out for him. Well, you're not alone. Uh, Asaph said this in Psalm 73, 14. Uh, I've been plagued all the day long. Here's what he was saying. I, I talked to the Lord about it, but it didn't seem to do any good. Isn't it strange? We're supposed to have the most wonderful thing in all the world, salvation by the grace of God. We're supposed to know the one, most wonderful person in all the world, the Lord Jesus Christ, and yet church attendance keeps falling off. Something's wrong with that. If this is so great, if this is so wonderful, then why are so many people falling by the wayside and not getting the help they need? They're reluctant to do it the right way. Now listen, 
You can't anymore bring your burdens to the Lord Jesus than you can to save yourself to begin with. You cannot do that. You couldn't save yourself. The dear Lord had to work in your life. The Holy Spirit had to come and bring you to a place to where you could believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. It was a supernatural encounter, right? Same way, even after you're saved, you cannot bring yourself to a place of saying, Lord, I believe you. I know if I'll turn these over to you, you can take care of them. You can't do that yourself. The Holy Spirit has to help you do that. He has to be your friend. He has to bring you to that place to where you're saying, all right, Lord, I'm willing. Okay, whatever you want, I'll let you handle it. Now, wait a minute. Listen carefully. He may take the burden away. And we all like that, don't we? No more burden, no more pain. We go over their life. Or he may leave it, or some of it, the weight of it in your life. What about the Apostle Paul in 2 Corinthians chapter 12 when he had this great burden? I don't know what it was. He said, I had this thorn in my flesh. And it wasn't his wife, fellas, because he wasn't married. Don't go there. Don't you even think about that. And don't ever look at your wife like that. You'll come in with a black eye next Sunday. It wasn't that. I don't know what it was exactly, Wayne. Something, uh, well, it was some kind of physical infirmity. The context doesn't support that. You know what I think it was? He talked about something that happened to him in Asia that those believers knew about. And he said, it almost destroyed me. It hurt me so deeply, I thought I was going to die. Now, this is about the greatest Christian who ever lived. So if you think you're struggling, don't feel alone and don't think, well, what's wrong with me? I must be an odd duck here. Oh no, you're in company with the greatest Christian ever lived. The apostle Paul said, I don't think I can take it any longer. It's about to take my life. That's what he said. I don't know exactly what it was. I think it was something someone did to him. Some things that were said about him. He was accused of something that hurt him so deeply and he never got over it. He came to the Lord and he said, this is a thorn in my flesh. Lord, please remove this pain from me. If the burden is so great, I can't keep taking it. And he said, no, I'm not going to remove it. But I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll lift some of the weight off of it and I'll give you enough grace to bear it. And here's the reason why. The apostle was so blessed he had so many wonderful blessings in favor of God. He was the apostle to the Gentile world. He revealed the mystery of the church and to keep him in his place, to keep him from getting proud and arrogant, the Lord said, I'm gonna keep that hurting. I'm gonna let you hurt enough to where to keep you in your place and keep you depending on me. The Lord Jesus hates pride in us. Amen. He hates self-will. He hates an attitude of independence to where I can do it. He wants you to be remembered, reminded of all the time that you have to have him and you can't do anything without him. Amen. A lot of people have the reluctance. I don't know. I don't think I'm going to do that. I think I'll just go on my way and try to handle it. Psalm 80 verse 18 says this, Lord, if you will help me, I will call on your name. Again, you're not going to do much about it unless the Holy Spirit deals with you about it. Have we forgotten Him? Have we forgotten how wonderful He is and that He's the overseer of every worship service? Every time I get up here, I say, Dear Lord, please don't let me get in the way. Don't let me say anything or do anything that will interfere with what the Holy Spirit's trying to do. Listen, He runs things. 
We like it that way around here, don't we? He runs it. He knows what he's doing. He knows everybody in this building. He knows what your needs are. And he's dealing with you accordingly. But don't back away and say, I don't know. I, I think I'm just going the way I am. I know there's things in my life that are hurting me, things that are hindering me. I'm not happy. There's so many people that are not happy. You can look at them and see they're not happy. The lights are on, but there's nobody home. There's nothing there. Oh, you don't want to live that way. You're only going to pass this way one time. Get up and enjoy it. Live your life to the fullest. And the only way you can is to know the Lord Jesus and let him help you with your burdens. That's the only way you can do it. It's the only way. So don't be reluctant. Don't be hesitant about that. There's a second thing. If you'd like to know already, say amen. amen. I only have three points. I'm on second point. So you don't have to worry. Your roast won't burn. Just listen carefully. The second thing is repentance. Not only reluctance, but repentance. Now listen very carefully. Repentance is your friend. Don't be afraid of that. He's not trying to hurt you. He's trying to help you. And repentance is the best thing that can come along in your life because it lets you know something's wrong and repentance wants to help you make it right. So don't push that back, invite that and say, okay, what are you trying to say? What's wrong with me? And I'll do whatever I need to do to get it right because I want to be happy and I want to be free. I don't want to live my life and I don't want to live burdened down anymore. So don't push back repentance. Don't do it. Brings you the place of help. David said in Psalm 51 verse six, thou desirest truth in the inward parts. Not this shallow, superficial stuff, but he wants to go way down inside you where not even your companion knows what's going on. The places where there's unresolved issues, things you've never dealt with yet, things that are still hindering you, things that are still hurting you. They may go back a long way. They may have been most recent, but you haven't dealt with it. Don't be afraid to deal with it. Let him lead you into that place. Yeah, it's going to make you uncomfortable. It has to make you uncomfortable. Because if you're not uncomfortable with it, if you don't feel the need of it, you won't do anything about it, right? So he makes you uncomfortable. But let him go ahead and do that. He's not trying to hurt you. He's trying to help you. You're going to have a whole lot more trouble pushing him back than if you let him come on in and do whatever he wants to do. Let him have his way with you. Amen. He knows what he's doing. Let him deal with you in the innermost parts of your being that nobody else knows about. Listen, if the Lord Jesus Christ is anything, he is a burden bearer. He bore your sins in his own body on that cross according to 1 Peter 2.22. Who his own self bare our sins in his own body on that tree. If Jesus Christ is anything, he is a burden bearer. He bore your greatest burden and that was the sin debt you owed God because of your sinful living. You couldn't pay it. 
He paid it for you. And if you'll trust him as your savior, he'll lift the burden, the shame, the guilt, and give you freedom and justify you before God and treat you as though it never happened. Isn't that wonderful? Jesus is a burden bearer. If he can do that for you when you are not his, what would he do for you now that you are his? He loved you enough to die for you even before you were His. Now that you are His, what do you think He would do for you? You were called His beloved. He would do anything for you. Anything. But you can't be reluctant. You've got to let Him help you. Don't be afraid of your best friend. The Lord Jesus Christ, He wants to help you. 1 Peter 5, 7, casting all your care upon him for he careth for you. That means everything. Everything that's unresolved. Everything that's still bothering you. Everything that's still in your life. You say, preacher, why do you keep going down this avenue of thought? Simply because I want every child of God to be joyful. I want every child of God to enjoy the journey. And there's so many who are not doing that. And that's shameful because he wants to lift the weight of your burden so you can breathe again, enjoy life again, and say, come what may, my Savior is controlling it all. Amen. We all have problems. That's right. <laughs> the only person who does not, have, the only person who has his problems behind him is a school bus driver. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. But every one of us has got our problems in front of us except for him. We all have our problems. And I see it all the time. And you do too. So many people who are unhappy who say they know Christ. Listen, that's the greatest indictment against the Christian church I can think of is we're supposed to be free. We're supposed to be joyful. We're supposed to have something worth sharing. And yet for the most part, God's people are unhappy. That should not be so. No criticism coming from this pulpit. Not talking down to you. But bless your heart. If you've got more than you know what to do with. If you've got more trouble than you can handle. If you've been banged up, bruised up, battered and bleeding. And you're here this morning and nobody knows the depths of your pain. He does. And he can help you and he can heal you. And he can make you joyful again. And I want that for you more than I want anything else. Bothers me if you're not. What was David looking for here when he said, I'm going to cast all my burden on him. Here's what he was looking for. He said this in verse 8. Make me to know joy and gladness. I want to know joy and gladness in Psalm 51, 8. I want to know joy again. I want to be happy again. He had his problems. Listen. He had a dysfunctional family. He had a son. Listen to this. He had a son who rebelled against him and tried to even kill him. Absalom, David's own son, the king of Israel, Jerusalem. There's nothing can hurt you like family failure. Am I right? Your own dear children. And we're seeing it in epidemic proportions you brought them up right. You love them. You talk to them. 
but they're not in church. They don't come. It's not your fault. You did what you could. They have their own mind. But doesn't it break your heart? It hurts. Can the Lord Jesus get into that kind of pain and help you as a broken-hearted parent? Can he help you with that? Of course he can. What about failure in your life? Everybody in here has failed before. Yours truly, all of us. We all have sins and failures. We shouldn't have them, but we do have them. But we failed. We failed. David failed miserably. Committed adultery with Bathsheba, another man's wife. Adultery. Oh, it's terrible. Then he had her husband killed and tried to cover it up. Those are horrible sins. He knew what it was to feel the weight of a fallen life, of failing in life. But you know what? He made that right. He got it right. And he said, restore to me the joy of thy salvation. He made it right. Isn't that wonderful? No matter what's going on in your world, no matter how you feel, no matter what you're thinking, the Lord Jesus is a burden bearer. <laughs> can help you today. That's just marvelous. Come to him, don't delay. Nehemiah 8.10, the joy of the Lord is your strength. The Christian church is having to try to explain itself across the country for claiming to know Christ and present him as the only hope and the reason for living, and yet their numbers are falling like crazy. Something's going on with that. But the Lord, if you'll come to him, he will not fail you. Don't push him back. Don't be afraid of him. What in the world could you be afraid of? He's here to give you life and liberty and love. And oh, my soul, it's marvelous just walking with the Savior. The final thing is the relief. And he shall sustain thee. That's what our text says. Nobody in here can live under the gun all the time. You've got to have some relief. Am I right? What's the point if you can't get some relief? You can't live under the gun all the time. You've got to have some hope. You've got to believe there's some way, somehow, that you can have a better life than what's going on presently. And there is that hope. There is that better life. And it's in the Lord Jesus Christ. He's an everyday, down-to-earth, nitty-gritty, where the rubber meets the road kind of Savior. He walks with you through the trenches of life where it really matters. If he can't do that, then we're just putting on in here. Am I right? Yeah. If it's not real out there, let's forget it in here. But it's real all the time. Yeah. He's wonderful. He shall sustain thee. Psalm 27, 13, I had fainted. I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Any conscientious pastor wants to see his congregation joyful and productive. And the more happy you are, the happier I am. I wish every one of us could come in here and bring our burdens to the Lord and walk out the door liberated. But you've got to be willing to let him do it his way. 
You can't come to him and say, take this away from me. Do it this way. I can't take anymore. I don't want this any longer in my life. Take this away from me. When you should be saying, dear Lord, I trust you. Do it however you want to do it. And I know it'll be the best for me. Because if you love me enough to die for me, you certainly love me enough to live for me. Put your life in his hands. Don't be afraid of that. If you keep going the way you're going, you're not going to get any better. But if you'll bring it to him and say, whatever you want. Now, you can't do that without the Holy Spirit helping you. But he can enable you to trust him and believe him more and more. I love the song by Bill Gaither, I'm Free, in the second verse. I won't sing it, though I get all the... But... I'm free from the guilt that I carried. From the dull, empty life, I'm set free. For when I met Jesus, he made me complete. He forgave the foolish man I used to be. I'm free. I'm free in the Lord Jesus Christ. He's the most wonderful person I know. I highly recommend him you without any reservation or apology. If you'll come to him, it matters not what is going on in your life. He will help you with it. Are you willing to let him do that? What are you going to do with your burdens? The burdens of sin, your sinful burdens. You can't save yourself. He can save you. Or now that you are saved and there's failure in your life, you can bring that to him. Or if you're struggling with things that maybe you've been victimized, you didn't do it, but people have done things to you, said things to you, hurt you, wounded you, he will help you heal if you'll bring that to him today. What are you going to do with your burdens, ladies and gentlemen? Bring them to the Savior. Let's bow our heads for prayer, if you will, and our Musicians are coming. This is reality in here. We don't just talk about religious rhetoric and talk about this and that and pat you on the back and say, you know, you're going to be fine. No, you know better than that's a real world and you need a real Savior to help you. Some of you in here may be wounded and bleeding bruised and battered. I don't know. But he knows your need and this was the message he wanted you to hear. So I want you to ask yourself, what am I going to do with this burden I've got today? It's hurting. It's so heavy. I can't already carry it. So what are you going to do with it, dear one? Bring it to the Savior. I wonder while heads are bowed and eyes are closed and they begin playing whenever they're ready. How many can say, preacher, you said that Jesus is a burden bearer. I know that for sure. He forgave me all my sin one day. I came to him as a poor sinner and I asked him to forgive me and save me. And he washed away my sins, his own precious blood, and he became my savior. And now I'm going to heaven because I've trusted him. Preacher, I'm saved and I'm sure. Can I see your hands, please? I know him. I know him. Thank God, bless you. Bless everyone of you. Put your hands down. Is there a man, woman, boy, or girl? Now listen, listen carefully. We don't come to you. We're not going to embarrass you, put any pressure on you. This is you and God. Nobody's looking. 
You'd say, preacher, I'm going to be honest in God's house. I don't know, I don't know that if I died today, I'd go to heaven. Preacher, I just don't know. Pray for me. Would you lift your hand, please? I'm not sure I'm saved. Pray for me. Anybody in the building? Preacher, pray for me. I'm not sure I'm saved. All right. Another question. Here it is. Preacher, you talked about Jesus being the burden bearer. You talked about He cares for me. He loved me before I was ever His. And now He certainly loves me. But preacher, I've got burdens. I've got cares. I've got things that maybe people have done to me or said to me, and I've been victimized by that. I don't know what it is. But preacher, I've got special needs. God knows my burden today, and it is heavy. Preacher, pray for me. Would you lift your hand, please? God bless you and you and you and you and you. So many of you, thank you. Let's stand, if you will, please. Roger, what are we singing today? trying to be funny, aren't you? I just, I, I, I had that song. You, you just wrecked the whole thing. Wrecked the whole thing. All right. Yes. Yes. You that raised your hands, please come. come and say, Lord, here I am with my burden. Please help me before I leave the building. I don't want to carry it home. Please help me today. Let's sing it. You come. God bless you.
true joy, real joy, Christian joy is not being free of your problems. It's being able to rejoice in spite of them. And only the dear Lord can enable you to do that. Isn't he wonderful? Let's pray and thank God for the morning and ask him to keep us. This is a wonderful crowd today. All of you that came, if you brought somebody you'd like for me to meet them, I'll be at the doors as you leave today. Gene, would you pray for us, please? And remember, Deacon's meeting five and WMU. Good day, Father. We thank you for what you blessed us with today, Father. Thank you for sending Jesus, thy son, that we might have salvation after this life, Father. Thankful for the preacher and the message he has brought, that everybody has burdens, and we need to turn our burdens over to you, Father. Many of the burdens we have, only you can take care of. Pray for the sick of the church, oh Father, the ones that were not able to be here because of the illness, oh Father. And we pray for our service and our day-to-day. -day. Pray for as we come back tonight. Give you praise and the glory for what's accomplished. For us in Jesus' name.